This podcast is brought to you by MyPillow.com and its revolutionary new product, MyPillow 2.0. Go to Mike Lindell's website, MyPillow.com, and order the new MyPillow 2.0 and get two pillows for one when you use the promo code Navarro. Again, use the promo code Navarro. That's N-A-V-A-R-R-O. That's MyPillow.com. Use that promo code Navarro. Now, here's former Trump manufacturing czar Peter Navarro with his Taking Back Trump's America podcast and Substack. It's long past time to crush TikTok like the CCP bug it is. Hi, Peter Navarro here. It's March 17, 2023, and the banning of the communist Chinese social media app TikTok once again is prominently in the news. In this episode, I want to explain why this ban is long overdue within the context of one of my biggest failures within the West Wing when I was serving President Trump. In fact, the boss was all set to ban the communist Chinese spyware for kids back in May of 2020, but in the ensuing months, I would have to engage in hand-to-hand combat with both Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, a.k.a. the Neville Chamberlain of our times, as well as Fox business host. Larry Kudlow, at the time, the National Economic Council director in the Trump White House. Interestingly, the Trump administration's attempted TikTok ban started with a communist Chinese invasion of India. In retaliation for communist China's aggression, the Prime Minister of India, Narendra Modi, on June 29, 2020, banned more than 50 Chinese social media apps most notably WeChat, Weibo, and TikTok itself. When the boss saw the decisive courage of Modi, a tough-on-China light bulb immediately went off in the East Wing. With a late-night order from on high, the National Security Council quickly went to work on an executive order that would impose a similar type of ban on select Chinese apps, including both TikTok and WeChat. As I would write about in my Taking Back Trump's America book, banning Chinese social media apps like TikTok and WeChat was not just good, tough-on-China politics. It was very good policy from both, from both an economic and national security perspective. These Chinese social media apps pose an intricate and interrelated set of threats. Most obviously, these social media apps collect a tremendous amount of personal and financial information from American citizens and businesses and routinely transfer that data over servers on the Chinese Communist mainland. By law, this data is accessible to the Chinese government and, by extension, China's large cadres of Chinese government hackers. Now, most Internet users tend to log on to multiple applications using the same username and password. So let's say you do that, and you log into TikTok. Communist China's hackers can then access any other applications for which you may use that same username and password combination, including your bank accounts and credit cards. These social media apps can also archive photos and videos that can be used for nefarious state activities, like facial recognition tracking travel to communist China, for example, and the government may already have a whole dossier ready to review on you as you step off the plane on your way to passport control. 
For all these reasons, it was very good policy for the Trump White House to swiftly move on an executive order that would, as Modi's India had boldly and swiftly done, ban a large number of social media apps within the Communist China cyber universe. While the task of drawing up the TikTok ban fell to the National Security Council, per the boss's orders, I would have at least a hand in the matter. The problem the NSC lawyers and I quickly ran into, however, was that while NSC had the pen, Mnuchin's Treasury Department had the eraser. This is because the real hammer in the executive order was the imposition of economic sanctions on a company that engaged in financial transactions with TikTok, and Treasury was in charge of imposing any such sanctions. Mnuchin's Treasury minions didn't just drag their heels, they dug in. And as they dug in, Mnuchin began hatching a plot to blunt the order by engineering the sale of TikTok rather than going for an outright ban. Now, once Mnuchin's buy versus ban option was in play, Microsoft was initially floated as a possible buyer. This was, of course, beyond laughable as the Microsoft house of crappy software that Bill Gates built has been one of China's biggest kowtowing lackeys for more than two decades and clearly not trustable. Predictably, the Washington swamp with a K Street lobbying crowd that salutes no American flag was working overtime to grease the skids for TikTok. To that end, TikTok's parent company, ByteDance, strategically showered David Urban, one of the president's closest confidants and swampiest of swamp creatures, with obscene sums and a top executive position to sway the president. When Urban called to lobby me on behalf of TikTok, I was surprised for two reasons. First, while I knew he was a lobbyist, I didn't think he'd be so venal as to represent the interests of communist China. Second, and this is where it got really interesting, when Urban called me, I was surprised at his threatening tone. He had seen my negative public comments about Microsoft and TikTok. 30 seconds into the call, he went off on a long rant about why I was wrong and why I needed to get in line, or else. Or else what, thought I. Now I have to add David Urban to my long list of enemies in Washington, D.C.? And what does this big lobbying dog think he can possibly do to me that my very, very, very long list of enemies in the D.C. swamp and West Wing haven't already done or tried to do? Put a bad word in with the boss? Oh, please, get in friggin' line, Davey. The TikTok issue all came to a head in what the Washington Post would correctly describe as a knockdown, dragout brawl between me and Mnuchin in front of the president in the Oval Office. In the end, I would lose this particular battle to Mnuchin and Kudlow, and this late-stage pulling of our TikTok punch would further solidify the public's perception that the White House was not filled with serious policymakers seeking to bend the arc of history to the side of the working men and women of America, but instead were just a bunch of rug merchants, wrote the New York Times. The saga of TikTok had everything. Ominous threats of surveillance, a forced fire sale, threats of retaliation, head-spinning deal terms that morphed by the hour, dark horse bidders and a looming deadline. Now, as the dust settles on the weeks of drama over the social media app, 
Investors and others are asking what it was all for. The answer, a cloud computing contract for the Silicon Valley business software company Oracle, a merchandising deal for Walmart, and a claim of victory for President Trump. Yep, TikTok was indeed the one that got away. It is an open question as to whether TikTok's lobbyists will once again have their way with the American political establishment. But TikTok, along with every single communist Chinese social media app, should be banned forthwith for both economic and national security reasons. Peter Navarro out with this message from one of our sponsors. Hey, Pixie, why the long face? I just got my latest IRA statement, and I'm down again. It's certainly not like the Trump years. What the heck is going on? It's simple, Pix. Joe Biden's rampant inflation is going on. So what should I do, Peter? Well, Pixie, I'm an economist, not a financial advisor, so I can't really give you any investment advice. But as an economist... I can tell you that many investors hedge their inflation risk by having some gold in their portfolios. So what are you telling me, Peter? I should head down to the nearest jewelry store and stock up on rings and necklaces? <laughs> Not exactly, Pixie. But one option to consider is Beverly Hills Precious Metals. They do one thing and one thing alone, and they've been doing it for more than 30 years. They buy and sell gold, silver, and rare coins to help folks like you protect your wealth against inflation. And best of all, they are pure MAGA. Now that sounds very interesting. How can I get in touch with Beverly Hills Precious Metals? Easy peasy, Pixie. Just go online to bh-pm.com and schedule a free consultation. That's bh-pm.com. And when they ask you how you heard about Beverly Hills Precious Metals, just tell them Peter Navarro. And you'll get the Royal MAGA treatment. Wow, that sounds like a great plan, Peter. Let me see if I got that website right. It's bh-pm.com, right? That's right, Pixie. And don't worry, there's no pressure on their end. Beverly Hills Precious Metals is there simply to help you protect your wealth. Thanks, Peter. And I'll be sure to tell them Dr. Navarro sent me.